Natasha. Hey, Courtney. Did you see that there's a new action movie out that takes place over Thanksgiving? Really? Who stars in it? Harvester Stallone. Oh my god. It's spoop hour. I made the punchline. The cranberry punchline. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Almost. Two days. Two days. Also, happy last episode before we bust out our holiday theme. It's that time again, y'all. We hope that this episode gets you through your Tuesday workday. Yes. If you have a Wednesday workday, we hope you listen to it again. (laughs) We can help you get through the Wednesday workday. And if you have a stressful Thanksgiving planned, we hope that you listen to this episode on loop to get you through it. Yeah. Or alternatively, times. you'll be so happy when you turn it off to be with your stressful plans that you're like, oh, thank God, I'm so happy to be here. Right. So, so choices. This is Spoop Hour. It's a paranormal comedy podcast. This is Courtney. This is Sasha. How's it going? You can find us online at Spoop Hour with a P, not, not a, K. a K, on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can always talk to us via email, spoophour at gmail.com. And what would you talk to us about? Well, I didn't tell Sasha this until this very moment, but something like this. Shout out to Mike, my friend. You may Mm. remember Mike from his theory that all bottoms believe in ghosts and all tops don't believe in ghosts. So Mike has a spoop update, as he termed it, that he said earlier today. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. So this is going to the email. I had an occult realization the other day and thought it might be in your wheelhouse. I love that he had an occult realization. And that he thought it might be in our wheelhouse. Yes. I agree. But A wheelization. Oh. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, you. I noticed that Chicago has, like, way more fortune-telling storefronts than you would think. I mentioned this to a friend of mine, noting, like, man, Chicago really loves tarot card readings and stuff. That's weird. He then informed me that, no, you idiot, those are basically all for money laundering. It's hard to track records for the quote-unquote work done by fortune tellers, so they're often fronts for laundering money. Sorry, gang, Chicago's not spooky, it's just corrupt. (laughs) Remember that lady with the fancy house and the fancy jewelry and everything? Yeah, makes a lot more fucking money. Makes a lot more fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to say sense there, but still true. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it was an accidental joke. So. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. If you have stories like that, or if you've ever had a wheelization that you want to send to us, go ahead and email spoopower at gmail.com. A realization that fits in our wheelhouse. Yep. A wheelization. A wheelization. Um, I have a wheelization. Hit me. Thanksgiving chips from Trader Joe's are really fucking delicious. Yesterday, Sasha comes in the house and she goes, do you like Thanksgiving flavored things? <laughs> And me and our other roommate were like, huh? Uh? 
Pork, I was like, pork, do you like pork. things that taste like turkey and stuffing? And, and these, also potato chips? <laughs> these chips from Trader Joe's are legit. They, If you don't have Thanksgiving plans and you want to taste Thanksgiving, get these chips and get our other snack of the day, apple pie Oreos. Yes. And you will have a snack food Thanksgiving the way the pilgrims intended. I'm really excited because like, I also bought a Thanksgiving pot pie from Trader Joe's. Yes. So... I can eat the Thanksgiving pot pie on Wednesday while I'm baking in preparation for Thursday. I can have that for my lunch. Look at you go. And, like, kind of, like, pre-game Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's great. And, yeah. like, You yeah. can make a Thangstini. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where Cranberries. You, yeah, and you drop, like, a bouillon cube in Ooh, there. Yeah. That sounds weird, but good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird, but I like um, it. Welcome to Spoop Yeah, but, yeah, the, the spooky thing that happened to me this week... Or one of them has to be these chips. <laughs> yeah. Where it tastes like a Thanksgiving meal in your mouth, but it's just kettle chips. Legit. Um, so this, Trader Joe's, sponsor us. The spooky thing that happened to me <laughs> is still ongoing. Not to be too much of a bummer, but uh, Zelda is currently undergoing some tests. She's probably fine. I've been assured by a lot of people in my life that she's probably fine, so I don't need to cry all the time. But she went to the vet this morning, and we should have answers in a couple of days. So Think of Zelda. Think think of my bun and send her happy podcat vibes. I would appreciate it. We'll keep you updated on what's going on. Mm -hmm. If I sound sad or congested, it's because I've spent a lot of today crying, even though, again, she's probably fine. And we're distracting ourselves we by are. eating potato chips and Oreos. Yes. So, spooky podcasts. things. Yay! I saw Beetlejuice the musical yesterday. How was it? Better than I expected, because I went in with really low expectations. Yeah, you went in thinking, you were like, it's not good. It's And it was, I gave it a 75 out of 100. Oh, that's pretty I good. I gave it a 100 out of 100 on the technical theater standpoint. Nice. Because, like, the stage direction and the props and the effects and everything were so good. Nice. The writing was super lazy. Oh. But you would expect that from a movie that turned into a musical. That's, like, not really even, like culturally that relevant anymore. That's true. Beetlejuice is a Halloween classic, right? Yeah, but it's not necessarily a Halloween classic that needed to be a musical. Exactly. Just like Mean Girls didn't need to be a musical. Oh, Mean Girls absolutely but did not need to be a musical. But the interesting thing is that, like, DC premieres a lot of these musicals that eventually go out to Broadway. Like, that we're, makes sense. we're the test audience yeah. in this area. And so I had a really long conversation at a party last night about the Beetlejuice musical with someone else who, mm -hmm. at the party, who happened to also see it uh, and saw on my Instagram story that, like, I was going to go see it. it. And so yeah. she was like, you need to tell me everything that you thought. And she saw it with theater people, and theater people liked it. And I was oh. like, what? But the but writing was, was, it so the, it was, was so lazy. Was it because of the technical? And I wonder if it was because of the technical and they just, like, ignored everything else about it. And, like, Fair. I was able to tune out a lot of it. Like, because I was so enamored with the set design and, like, mm -hmm. looking at, like, how everything was working. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was so that was kind of spooky. There were a lot of, like, not jump scares, but, like, when the show started um, at the beginning and then also at intermission, like, mm -hmm. after intermission, it was enough to, like, shock everyone into, like, yelping <laughs> in the theater, Aww. which is kind of funny. Yeah. And I guess another spooky thing that happened to me happened just a few minutes ago. Mm. I got to Lavender Town in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And the music is really unsettling. Yep. And, um... Is it the boop, 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 Yeah, it's... But, like, now, like, a little bit more augmented with extra mm. instrumentals. And then I... The ghost renderings of the things floating around the tower... Oh. ...are really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you need a self-scope. Yeah. So they're, like, really, really fucking ugly. Legit. 
And I feel bad for the Cubone. Oh, Cubone who lost his mom. Yeah. Anyway, that's been Pokemon Hour with Courtney and Sasha. You know what else is a video game? Kingdom Hearts. No! It's not. (laughs) (laughs) The end. I won't try to shoehorn it in today. Shut it down. But maybe eventually. Sasha's thankful for Kingdom Hearts. I am thankful for Kingdom Hearts. What are you thankful for? My cat. I love her so much. I'm thankful for your cat, too. I love her so much. And I'm thankful that I have people in my life who, when I contact them and I am hysterically crying because my cat might be sick even though she's probably not and it's not whatever i don't want to get into it but yeah i have people in my life who when i contact them with that are both reassuring and supportive Mm -hmm. so i am very thankful for those people in my life so yay if you're not reassuring and supportive about your friend's sick pet not Who isn't even sick? Who's like, not even sick? Yeah, she's she has a lump on her leg. But if you're if you're not reassuring <laughs> of your nothing. friend who's worried about their pet being maybe sick, yeah, then you're not a good person. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she's probably. We fine. love you. We love all of you. Be nice to your friends I mean, and their pets. I mean, we oh, love you. Thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a real roller coaster of a day, but I have a game for us Woo-hoo. because. With the holiday this week, and it's kind of a, you know, shitty holiday, what? historically. Oh, well, yeah, historically. Yeah, historically. No, 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 Like, I know you mm. love Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm not pooping on the concept of Thanksgiving. I'm just pooping on... Origins histori- of Thanksgiving. Yeah, not yeah. great. Mm-mm. A lot of, like, chlamydia blankets. They weren't. They were smallpox blankets. I don't know why I said chlamydia. Zelda does not have chlamydia. Koalas in Australia do. Anyway. The chlamids, if you've seen American Vandal. Ah, season two. Yes, the chlamids. So, today we're going to be talking about spooky harvest festivals and rituals and just general, like, spooky Thanksgiving, let's make this a ghost turkey. Harvest festival. Harvest. More like harvest bestable. Harvest festival. More like Harvester Stallone-ival. That was a great punchline. Anyway, so to get us warmed up for this topic, I have a very fun game for us. And this game is called True Key or False Key. I love it. <laughs> so I'd like to thank MNN.com. That's M-N-N, not M-N-M. It's the Mother Nature News Network.com. Okay. And Mental Floss. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a list of 14 statements, and you're going to tell me if it's a true key, which is a true fact about turkeys, or a false key, which is a fact about a different bird and not turkeys. Okay. You ready for true key or false your, key? Yes, I love your games. Thank you. I'm pretty proud of this one. This one's kind of fun. I'm, like, extremely excited about this game. Yes. All right. True key or false key? Female turkey poop looks different from male turkey poop. I want this to be trukey. Is so, it false key? It is trukey. Okay. It's trukey dookey. Straight J-shaped poop means male turkeys, whereas okay. more spiral poop means female turkeys. Good. Our poop is prettier. It's beautiful poop. We work really hard on it. So get it, lady turkeys. <laughs> turkeys can fly at speeds of up to 55 miles per hour. True key or false key? True key. True key and upsetting key. Yeah, the- I knew that one. <laughs> I knew that one for some reason. I'm not I did sure not why. know that one, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the good news is they can only fly for like 100 yards, and it's only the wild ones who can fly this fast because the domesticated ones are too big because mm-hmm. we've bred them to eat them. 
But they both can also run at speeds of up to 25 miles per hour. So you should be very afraid of turkeys. It's really upsetting. We have wild turkeys on my grandparents' farm. Yeah. And, like, in on the properties surrounding... Just basically just, anywhere in central Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere in central Michigan has wild turkeys. Yeah. And at the, uh, the house across... Like, down the road from my grandparents' house, there was one fall a few years ago. Yeah. I saw... Like, upwards of 25 wild turkeys oh, in a shit. yard, and they started walking out into the no. road, and I was like, no, let me go, and, like, driving my tiny Yaris. <laughs> so, my grandma grew up on her family's farm mm-hmm. in Baja, mm-hmm. and they had turkeys, and at one point, a mean turkey, like, chased her and, like, cornered her and her brother, because turkeys are dicks. Um... Even uh, the domesticated food ones? Yeah, because that was a domesticated food yeah. one. Do you remember the, the puppy farm? No. In JMU? No. No? Okay, there was this... It's not really like a puppy mill or whatever. It's just like... It was a place... A farm of puppies. It was a farm that also had puppies. Okay. And so the farm included like a highland coo and a really pretty horse and like just a bunch of little animals and whatever. Nice. But they also had turkeys just roaming around. Nope. They're... Feathers dragging on the gravel road is the most upsetting noise, and then they scream at you and do the (laughs) noise, and then they won't let your cars leave. Like this, why when I texted you yesterday, the fact that I found that the movie Thanks Killing. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't want to watch Thanks Killing because I don't (laughs) like the idea of turkeys because I'm scared of turkeys. I know, but like the the summary is a homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. It axes them. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question, says the Thanksgiving (laughs) turkey. Anyway, that's Thanksgiving. So I texted that to Sasha, and she's like, no, I do not want to watch that. And I was like, okay. I texted you the phrase, absolutely not, in all caps. (laughs) Yes. In fact, that is exactly what she texted. Anyway, while we're talking about how you should be afraid of turkeys, is this a true key or a false key? Sometimes male turkeys pretend to mate by making the sexy times noises to attract female turkeys. True key or false key? That's so upsetting. True key. False key. False key, okay, thank God, but... But peacocks do it. They fake their copulatory cry to trick peahens into thinking that they are super sexually fit, so the peahens will be like, oh, they're fucking other ladies, which means they can get me pregnant, I should have sex with this peacock. That's so weird. It's very strange. I'm really uncomfortable. (laughs) Come on, peacocks, you're better than this. Ben Franklin did not suggest that turkeys be the national bird. False key. True key. Oh, what? He really... He oh. really didn't. The legend was born because he said that the turkey would be a better choice for okay. the national bird than the bald eagle, but he was more anti-bald eagle than he was pro-turkey. He believed that turkeys were birds of courage and that bald eagles were, quote, birds of bad moral character. How does one determine, determine that- the moral character? <laughs> He sets up, like, honey traps to see if the the eagles will cheat on their spouses. Because the National Arboretum has the eagle cam. Yeah. And those parent eagles They're seem really to be good. really good. They're really good parents. Yeah. So, like, bad moral character might ask Ben Franklin. I mean, Ben Franklin, towards the end, also had gout so bad that he had to be carried around on a settee. And he probably had syphilis. So, like... Bad moral character. Bad moral character. More like... Ben Franklin moral character. He he who lives in glass houses should not throw Throw glass turkeys. (laughs) At nice birds. (laughs) Nice birds. Especially when turkeys are dicks and bald (laughs) eagles are kind of goofy but chill. Anyway, a family of turkeys is called a bevy. True key or false key? 
I've never thought about this before. Uh, false key. False key yeah, it okay. is. But what is a bevy? Uh, peafowl, peacocks, and peahens hmm. are bevies, and they can also be called an ostentation. I like it. Yeah. So ostentatious. So ostentatious. It That's makes why, like, sense. It's a, what was a flamingo, a group of flamingos is uh, Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, I'll look it, it up. Well, it's not a fabulous. It's a... Um, oh, that sounds it's awesome. A, it's something along the lines. It's a group of flamingos. A flamboyance. A flamboyance. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fabulous. A no, a fabulous is how you refer to a group of spoop hour hosts. Am I right, ladies? That was a really high five. That was a really good high five. Yeah. We high fived a couple of times on a podcast last night. Yes, we'll and, tell you more about that at the end of the episode. But but, but they be were ready. Not great. They were not great. Today's high five was much that better. Was, we had a couple dry runs yesterday that didn't go well. <laughs> anyway, true key or false key? Turkeys were a delicacy in medieval times. True key. False key. Oh. Peacocks. Peacocks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Medieval Times is a restaurant. It is. I'm specifically (laughs) referring to the restaurant. If you'll recall, when you go there, they don't have peacock on the menu very often. (laughs) But they do have it sometimes. You just have to know, you have to order off the secret menu. The secret menu. Like when you're being an asshole at Starbucks. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Go to Medieval Times and demand the secret menu and they'll serve you peacock. (laughs) No, they'll probably just call security and then you have to joust for your dinner. Anyway... True key or false key? The original name of the turkey was the turkey cock. True key. True key. The British assigned the name to the bird because they thought they originally bought it from merchants in Constantinople. And so they assumed, oh, this is a bird from Turkey. Let's call it a turkey cook, like like in en français. Like coq au vin is chicken and wine. Just as an FYI, in case you didn't know, turkeys are native to North America and not turkey, so the British were just being dumb. So dumb. So dumb. For real. (laughs) Alright, true key or false key? Female turkeys are bigger than males. False key. False key. But bald eagle ladies weigh about 25% more than male bald eagles. Hmm. So get it, you ferocious queens. Go, go. True key or false key? Only male turkeys gobble. True key. True key. They do it to announce their presence to potential mates, which I realize now in my notes, I spelled like the things you put under the Christmas tree and not like that they're there. Oh. But, you know, still fun. Wait. So the male turkey standing in front of my car. And gobbling. And gobbling, mm-hmm. screaming at me and my friend Amanda. Do you want to get laid, ladies? I'm a turkey. I like the cut of your jib. I'm a turkey, you're a car, we can make this happen. <laughs> That's exactly That's what That's exactly was saying. the conversation that was happening. That's word for word what that cry means. I don't know what that voice was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. Listeners, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm a turkey. I'm, I'm a, a turkey. You're a car, let's make it happen. I love it. I can't even do it. But lady turkeys aren't mute. They do make other noises and so do male turkeys. So they'll, they'll like chirp and like chuckle and stuff. Probably a little bit more, you know, fancy and yeah, cute and endearing. Don't listen to our podcast with the volume turned up. Sometimes we scream turkey noises. Anyway, turkeys were once nearly extinct. True key or false key? True key. True key. 
Overhunting and habitat destruction led to a turkey scarcity in the 1930s in America. Interesting. Estimates say that only about 30,000 were available in the continental U.S. during that time. And then the hardworking farmers in Harrisonburg, Virginia, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> we can fix all this. the turkeys because. And now there are so many turkeys, they ax America's college students. That movie's probably set at JMU. It's probably set at JMU, and it probably smells like chocolate dog food. <laughs> All the time where they are. Oh, good times. Because that's what Harrisonburg smells like. All right. True key or false key? Turkey feathers have tiny crystal-like structures. True key. False key. False key. Peacock feathers. Peacocks. Like butterfly wings and hummingbird feathers have these mm. microscopic structures and they reflect light on different wavelengths, which is part of why they get that, like, sheen. Yeah. Oh, right? nice. Isn't it nice? I did learn, it's not in the game, but I learned that many birds have three eyelids. So they'll have like the two normal eyelids uh-huh. and then they have a translucent one that they can actually see through that keeps their eye moist, but they can like still see out. Because oh, I thought it was just bet- a fact about bald eagles, but then I was cross-referencing and turkeys have it too. I bet that helps when they're flying. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah the point Aww. of it is so that they don't dry out. Oh, that's nice. Right? Eyelids. Turkeys. Okay. True key or false key? Wild turkeys roost in trees. Trukey. Trukey. They use their huge talons to dig into branches so that they aren't shaken by winds. If you ever find yourself driving around <laughs> rural Michigan and there's and a horny tw- turkey that's like, hey, yo, car, what's you your deal? You see 25 wild turkeys in someone's yard. Be sure to look into the trees because certainly there will be turkeys sitting in the tree that's also hanging over your car. It's not a fun thing to see by yourself at dusk. Contrarily, if you're ever driving around Southern California and you see, as I once did, a peacock on a sidewalk eating smashed french fries, it is not a refugee from a petting zoo. They just have peacocks there. Like, I don't think they're originally native to the area, but they were, like, domesticated to the area when people wanted them as fancy pets. So now there are, like, whole flocks of them. Whole bevies of them, if you will. I like the idea of a very fancy bird eating a smushed french fry. I took a lot of pictures of it, and I would post them, but they were, like, shitty pre-smartphone pictures, because I saw it, like, ten years ago. But I, my mom and I were driving, and I was like, stop the car! And she's like, what? And I'm like, there's a peacock! And my mom's like... Yeah. And I'm like, do we need to figure out where it came from and get it back to the petting zoo? And my mom's like, no. No. And I'm like, what? And she's like, do you want to go take pictures of it? And I was like, yes. Why is there a peacock? It's uh, You're so shocked about the peacock. And I'm like, it's eating a french fry. <laughs> like, that's I mean, what I'm stuck on. My favorite thing was when I got up close to take pictures of it, it was eating smashed french fries. I love it. It was great. <laughs> I respect that. Like, be pretty, but also eat garbage. Yeah. Hashtag 2019 mood. Setting it up now. All right. True key or false key? Turkeys typically mate for life. False key. False key. Bald eagles do, though. Yeah, I was going to say. So who's the bird of bad moral character now, Ben Franklin? I was going to say also, like, it's trying so hard to get laid that it starts, like, (laughs) faking being, you know, laying. Well, that was peacocks, remember? Oh, that was peacocks. Yeah. But I feel like turkeys would if they could. They would if they could. But they can't, so they don't. Yeah. Also, I would like to propose that we call this episode Birds of Bad Moral Character. (laughs) Birds of Bad Moral Character. I like it. Okay. And the final, true key or false key? Turkeys hold the record for the largest known bird's nest. False. False key. key. Bald eagles hold that honor, with one nest being 20 feet deep and nine and a half feet wide in Florida. On average, the nests are about four to five feet wide and two to four feet deep. Ben Franklin can kiss my bald eagle loving ass. Ben Franklin can kiss your bald ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's the subtitle to the episode. (laughs) 
Bird's a bad moral character, <laughs> Colin. Ben, ben Franklin, Franklin kiss my, my ball ass. <laughs> we have fun here. Uh... All right, so that's the game. And that was Spoop Hour. No, just or kidding. We still... Yeah, end. that was Spoop 24-ish minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, cozy-wozy and my blanky-wanky. Aww. Ew, I don't want to say wanky. <laughs> All right, we'll plug it now because I'm about to make a joke okay. about it. We just guested on the podcast Creepy Critters, which is hosted by a lovely gentleman named Jesse. He's mm-hmm. a delight. And we had a really good time, but we were talking about things... And one of the cryptids we spoke of may actually have just been a weirdo jerking it in a barn. So that was Sasha <laughs> jerking it under a blanket. Blanky winky. A blanket that I got at work from one of our affiliates. Listen, it's really soft. It is a very soft blanket. That's why we only got one and the other person who works with them was like, I don't know, do you want the blanket? And I was like, yes, I do. It's so soft. It's so soft. I love soft things and birds of bad moral character. And that's why I... And my cat. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, a good, good. It's a good thing. trifecta. Yeah, good trifecta. All right. So before we get into your research, because you seem to have found more to do with like spooky Thanksgiving things. I or found harvest a very festivals. helpful listicle that I then went down. Yeah. And I was having a really hard time. So I'm going to share with you Thanksgiving horror stories. Like Thanksgiving? Like Thanksgiving. In which a turkey kills JMU students with an axe. In which people misconstrue the word horror. Uh-oh. For just bad things that happen on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yay! All right, here's one that one I... One time my car got a flat tire. Here's, Thanksgiving horror. Here's one story I liked in particular mm-hmm. called Uncle Bob Lends a Hand. This is a bummer. I have an Uncle Bob. Uncle Drew Lends a Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I have an Uncle... I'm just kidding. I don't have an Uncle Drew. I spent my first Thanksgiving with my husband in his Irish-Italian neighborhood in New York City. I spent my first Thanksgiving with my husband in his... I'm just kidding. I don't have a husband, and he's not Irish-Italian, and I've had many Thanksgivings. As a newcomer, I was placed in charge of boiling 15 pounds of potatoes. Potatoes. When they were ready, I picked up the pan Uh and surveyed the crowded kitchen for a sink in which to drain them. Uh Uh-oh. Why is the kitchen crowded? Because other people are cooking. Oh, it's okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. And you have a really big Irish-Italian family. My family doesn't yeah. do a lot of traditional Thanksgiving yeah. fare. It's not important. <laughs> My husband's elderly Uncle Bob guided <sighs> me to a small half-bathroom and grabbed the steaming pot. Uh-oh. He started to drain the potatoes into the toilet, but he lost his grip on the lid. No! And all the potatoes tumbled in. No! I toilet s- potatoes! <laughs> I screamed, Oh, no! <laughs> But Uncle Bob began fishing the potatoes out of the toilet. Gross, Uncle Bob, just leave them in there. They're gone. I don't want to eat toilet potatoes. No one will ever know, he whispered. No! Hmm. Now just go out there and mash them. Hmm. This year's mashed potatoes taste kind of like toilet. How weird. Sometime later. Oh, God. During the meal. No, she did it? My husband's aunt Tot leaned over and whispered, your potatoes are delicious. No! I think you are going to fit into this family quite nicely. I hate it. <laughs> this is actually my nightmare because I have a very intense germ thing. Yeah. So, like, now I can't trust mashed potatoes, which is one of the few Thanksgiving foods that I genuinely I enjoy. Promise if you're not in a giant Italian-American family that's, like... <laughs> dumping potatoes dump, in the not toilet. Not dumping potatoes in the toilet, but just, like, crowded kitchen. Like, you don't do a big Thanksgiving. No, that's I true. think you'll be fine. We, we usually do, like... English muffin pizzas. Yeah, so you're fine. (laughs) 
Here's another uh, story of Thanksgiving. Also, horror. can I just say when yeah. it said lends a hand, I assumed it was gonna like dump the boiling water onto his hand. Yeah. I thought that was where we were going. Well, but no, toilet potatoes, potatoes. which may be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> toilet potatoes. And birds of <laughs> birds of bad moral character. character. Alright, my next story is called A Close Shave. In the toilet. <laughs> I prepared my first Thanksgiving dinner ever in 1960. My husband was a ship's pilot and was not due home until around 3 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. A ship's pilot? Yeah, like, you know, piloting ships. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I ordered a 25-pound fresh-killed turkey from the local butcher. Okay. It was delivered in a paper bag the day before Thanksgiving. Yikes. I put it in the refrigerator to be dealt with later. Uh-oh. That night, I fed, bathed, and put to bed our three children. Uh-oh. I set the table for 16 guests and made the stuffing. Wait, is this that episode of Bob's Burgers where he keeps putting the turkey in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see. The theme of these stories is just toilet mishaps. I um, made the stuffing, sweet potatoes, twice-baked potatoes, cranberry sauce, apple pie, pumpkin pie, and more. Shit, she should have just bought some Oreos. It was 2 a.m. before I took the turkey out of the refrigerator. Uh-oh. As I opened the bag, Uh I nearly fainted. Uh Uh-oh. There was the turkey. Feathers and all. No! (laughs) I tried to pull the feathers out, but it didn't work. And at that hour, there was no one I could call for help. I was beginning to get hysterical. Please never call me at two in the morning because you need to pluck a turkey. (laughs) I went to the bathroom to get some tissues to dry my tears when I saw the answer to my problem right on the bathroom counter. (laughs) You can imagine my husband's surprise an hour later when he walked into the house and saw his very tired wife crying and shaving the turkey with his Norelco electric shaver. These are all bathroom mishaps and I love it. Oh my god. The Norelco razor. I don't think that would work, first right? of all, but I love it. Oh my god. So if you have a toilets giving mishap, go ahead and email us gmail.com. Jesus Christ. When Ken and this one is called Cold Turkey. Uh oh. When Ken and Linda Lydia were given a turkey to raise for Thanksgiving, Lydia took on the responsibility with enthusiasm. Uh. She fed it, talked to it, and far ahead of time invited both sets of parents to the big dinner. I would not want to talk to a turkey I was ultimately gonna kill. I'm maybe a softie. <laughs> As the days grew closer to the holiday, though, Lydia became more and more quiet. Uh-oh. Finally, on the day before the big feast, Lydia burst into tears and told Ken, I can't do it. See, that's why you don't talk to the turkeys you're gonna kill. Ken calmed her and promised to take care of everything. Uh-oh. He went outside and, after a short while, returned with a limp turkey under his arm, trailing a whiff of chloroform. He chloroformed the turkey? Putting the bird in the refrigerator, he suggested they go to bed and deal with dinner preparations in the morning. Uh-oh. The next day, Lydia woke early and went into the kitchen. Uh-oh. She opened the door. That's one cold turkey, she said. She opened the refrigerated door and out flapped the turkey. <laughs> Her screams brought Ken rushing down the stairs to find his wife on the floor in a dead faint and the turkey tottering unsteadily around the room. Running into the bathroom. <laughs> when Lydia revived, Ken had put the turkey out in the yard where it lived out its life free from stress and fear of extinction. Yes! As for us, the rest of us decided to go out and eat. <laughs> Amazing. I just like the idea of, like, it's the yellow wallpaper. But it's but a turkey. the husband <laughs> fainting, it's the the wife, and instead of a, like, wife skirt skittering around the room, it's a it's turkey. A turkey. <laughs> um, uh, the turkey wallpaper. 
Let's see. I've got... These are great. Yeah. I don't know why you said you were phoning it in. I love these. <laughs> There's another one called Catnaps. <gasps> when the time came to serve Thanksgiving dinner, I mashed the potatoes and spooned them into a beautiful serving bowl. Is the serving bowl the porcelain bowl? No. <laughs> this one <laughs> is not toilet themed. I turned away to get a carving knife for the turkey. Uh-oh. And when I glanced back at the bowl of mashed potatoes, I was horrified to see Pepper, the cat. Oh! Oh, good job, Pepper! Who had decided the bowl of mashed potatoes was the right place for a nap. Oh, I bet they're warm and squishy. Hashtag Speechlessly, I tugged on my wife's shirt and nodded towards the bowl. Her eyes widened in shock and disbelief, but we composed ourselves, shooed Pepper out of the bowl, <laughs> and scraped off the top layer of potatoes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, I'm so much more comfortable with that than with toilet potatoes. Right. Um, and so those were from those were from an excerpt of a book called The Night I Shaved the Turkey and Other Harrowing Tales of Thanksgiving Disaster. <laughs> That's incredible. I have a couple more Thanksgiving just weird things. Hit me. This one is from Refinery29. Nice. It's Thanksgiving horror stories. <laughs> and they're mostly based. from Reddit. Good. But the ones that I liked the most... One was from a user named Goatmanish, which, great. <laughs> same. Same. It says, we found one of our cats inside the Thanksgiving turkey one year. Oh, it's so warm. We heard rattling from the kitchen, and when we looked, the turkey was jiggling and meowing. <laughs> oh, I love that it was jiggling. There were no leftovers that year. Another person named Faust Gamble. Mm. said, every year since I can remember, on Thanksgiving Day, my mother wakes me up by dangling the uncooked turkey over my head. I don't think your mom loves you, bro. Your mom does not love you. (laughs) And then one more. This is from a user named X Moose. As in former Moose or like the letter X? Just the letter X. Oh, okay. I think they're in Organization 13. Oh, okay. Shoehorning Kingdom Hearts 13. I was like, I I don't know this. I'm assuming it's a conspiracy theory. No, of course it's Kingdom Hearts. One year at Thanksgiving, my mom went to my sister's house for the traditional feast. Knowing how gullible my sister is, my Uh mom decided to play a trick. Uh Uh-oh. She told my sister that she needed something from the store. Uh Uh-oh. When my sister left, my mom took the turkey out of the oven. She removed the stuffing, took out a stuffed Cornish hen, inserted it into the turkey, and restuffed the turkey. (laughs) She then placed the birds back in the oven. When it was time for dinner, my sister pulled the turkey out of the oven and proceeded to remove the stuffing. When her serving spoon hit something, she reached in and pulled out the little bird. (laughs) With a look of total shock on her face, my mother exclaimed, Patricia, you've cooked a pregnant bird! Oh my god! At the reality of this horrifying news, my sister started to cry, and it took my family two hours (laughs) to convince her that turkeys lay eggs. Oh, that's so sad. Alright, and then finally I have one. Can I just tell a real quick similar story? My mom, when she was growing up, obviously there were a lot of people who had farms in my mother's life, but one of them, I believe, was like a cousin or something. I don't know. So my mom went to their house and they had a whole bunch of bunny rabbits. And my mom was little, so she was like, this is the best day of my life. Look at all these bunnies. So she's petting them and playing with them and having a grand old time. They call her in for dinner. And they serve her some meat. My mom eats it. And they go, do you know what you're eating? My mom goes, no. And they go, one of the rabbits you were playing with. And my mom burst into tears and was unconsolable. So they gave her a bunny. And that's how my mom got a rabbit. Amazing. (laughs) And she didn't have to eat it? No. It was just like a live rabbit. And she never had to eat it. No. That's good. I don't think she eats rabbit to this day. 
Mom, I know you're listening. Tell me when you're here tomorrow when you're listening to this. Or email Or email spoopower at gmail.com. Because we know you do. Yes. Thank you, Mom. So here's one more. Hit me. Of a Thanksgiving mishap. Or a ghost story. <gasps> Could be Could both. be a nursery. Could be a nursery. We're both doing the John Mulaney shoulder shimmy. A few years ago, I was at my parents' home for a family dinner on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. This is the house I grew up in Uh-oh. and have never experienced anything paranormal. What happened to me this day was very surprising and still bothers me. Uh-oh. I spent the early part of the day helping my mother in the kitchen preparing dinner. We were laughing and talking and looking forward to sitting down to eat with the whole family. While making pumpkin pies, my mother needed a break from the heat of the kitchen and went to the living room to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. P.S. Ten years ago this Jesus week. Jesus Christ. Courtney and I marched in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's a true-ass fact. That's a true-ass fact. That's the spooky thing that's that happened spooky. to me this fucking week. Ten it's been ten years goddamn ago. years. Oh, my God. If you want to hear our, like, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade horror stories, because it's a very long day and kind of miserable, email spoopower at gmail.com. And we'll tell you all about it. Yes. Also, you can go on YouTube and search... James Madison University Marching Royal Dukes Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade 2008, 2008, and you'll see it. I am. We marched right behind Shrek, just downwind from Shrek just all morning. Just Shrek's wrinkly ass for all like four day. hours. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Anyway. Anyway, while making the pies. So, there hasn't so she, been a pie here in 37 years. So our, our, our author stayed in the kitchen to continue work. Okay. While making the pies, I needed to go to the pantry to get some ingredients. Cool. The pantry is located down a short hallway connecting the kitchen with the back of the house. Amazing. I grabbed the items I needed and headed back to the kitchen. I was almost back to the kitchen when I remembered that I forgot to grab something and quickly pivoted to, around to head back to the pantry. Uh-oh. To my shock... There was a man standing near the area I just was. No. It must have been two or three seconds, though it felt like forever, and then he was gone. Mm. I've never seen this man before, but I can remember he was wearing overalls and a hat. Mm. The most disturbing thing for me was it seemed as though he reacted to me. It was like he was either shocked that I saw him, or he was shocked to see me. Uh-oh. After seeing this man, I decided not to tell my mother or father. <laughs> Good lord, you could have an intruder in your house. I know, right? It Mom, was, Dad, you might get murdered tonight. Have a great Thanksgiving. It wasn't until months later that I finally felt comfortable enough to tell my mom about it. She was interested, but never said she never heard any, had anything unusual happen to her in the 35 years she lived in the house. Ugh. I know what I saw. I know he was there. My question was why. Who is he? Why did I see him? In my 28 years of living and now visiting my childhood home, I have so many great memories, but the two to three seconds on that Thanksgiving day seemed to be burned into my mind more than anything else I've experienced in the house. Oof. And that was written by Kay English. Okay. Posted tw- in 2010 mm-hmm. on the website yourghoststories.com. Nice. Hmm. I will so s- I found one. I will say this isn't specific to Thanksgiving, but I did read it mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Did you read The Haunting of the Dream House? No. So our third roommate sent us this article. It is... Mm. deeply upsetting it's making its rounds yeah. on the internet i didn't read it because i didn't have time but i remember yes yeah it is i knew it was going to be deeply upsetting and i kind of just wanted to drag my feet about it it is deeply upsetting so it's an article on the cut and it's basically talking about this family that buys their dream house and over the course of them doing some renovations to their dream house they start getting anonymous letters from the watcher 
And they detail, like... Oh, no, I know the story. Yeah. Yes, it's, like, in New Jersey, right? And every uh, time Pennsylvania. They, Pennsylvania, yeah. and every time they have to sell the house, like, there's a new watcher letter. Yep, and yeah, they're trying to, like, oh, That's it's... the most fucking upsetting thing. Like, if... it pops up every couple of years, because someone finally, like, a new family buys the house, because the other family just, like, cannot yeah. deal with it. So, this, this version of it was posted on November 13th, 2018, and it seems like it's kind of, like, the final chapter that details, like everything uh, but oh boy y'all it is really good i don't want to spoil it but basically they get creepy personalized letters that know too many details about them in the house and they can't figure out where they're coming from the police can't figure it out and it's just like spooky as shit so if you want something spooky to read over the course of your thanksgiving break or you just feel like reading something spooky it's on the cut and if you search the haunting of a dream house it'll probably come right up it's real rough y'all yeah, I do not. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Don't fuck with that. Don't fuck with it. All right. Well, speaking of things that are real rough, as my notes say, gobble, gobble, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about harvest festivals from around the world? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Gobble, gobble, oh, God. Gobble, gobble, oh, God. So you have a choice here. We okay. can start with the whimsical ones and end with the really dark one, or you can start with the dark one and close out with the whimsical ones. Let's start with the dark and end on a more uh, whimsical like, okay. note. Perfect, because that's how I did my notes, because I was like, oh, this one's real dark. I'll do silly ones after. Yeah. Okay. All right. So overall, I'd like to shout out, as ever, Wikipedia, which Woo-hoo. was very helpful. Today, I got an alert on my phone. It says my monthly donation. Oh, period time again, huh? Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep making that joke every Ah, month. ah, ah. Periods. Periods. Can't live with them. Can't can't live live with them. them. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what was very helpful to me in my research was I found this great listicle on cracked.com that was Thanksgiving's creepy relatives, and it was just terrifying harvest holiday traditions from around the world. Yep. I I looked at it for a second and was like... Exit. Pass. Yeah, because they, they start out really creepy, too. Yeah. So they do a couple of dark ones. I'm only going to do the one dark one, and then we're going to go a little more lighthearted. Okay. So let's talk about the Aztecs and Akpanitsli. Okay. So before the winter rains came, the Aztecs would celebrate Akpanitsli. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. I could not find any pronunciation of it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the best I can. Help us out. Email spoopbauer at gmail.com. Yes, please. I tried to find it, but there was no consensus on the internet. So, Akpanitsli is the 11th month of their calendar, and it is a festival dedicated to Tosi and Tlasoteotl. Tlasoteotl. I spelled it phonetically, and I still can't say it. Tlasoteotl. Tosi is often referred to as the mother of the gods, and Tlasoteotl is the god of filth, vice, lust, midwives, and purification. So, not of pure moral character. Nope. She is the patroness of adulterers. Cool. So, she is a bird of bad moral character. Bad moral character. Bird. But Tosi might also be a bird of bad moral character. Let's get into it. The festival starts out pretty chill as far as like things we talk about on this podcast go. Yeah. It's mostly concerned with sweeping in reference to the winds in the Valley of Mexico before the winter rain. So they'll get wind, so they sweep to ceremonially yeah. represent said winds. Pretty legit. Yeah. The first five days of the festival were to be spent in silence so that Tenochtitlan was quiet then, in days 6 through 14, warriors would march the streets with marigolds in hand and beat drums. Okay. Still pretty chill. Still pretty chill. Then midwives and women doctors, which I put in my notes, that's right, Aztecs had women doctors, so look at your life, Western culture. Look at your life. 
Anyway. <laughs> Midwives and women doctors would take to the streets and act out battles with the flowers the warriors had dropped over the oh, several yeah. days. Because Tosi, which means our grandmother, also fucking loves war. Great. Good times. And this is where Akpanitsli starts to turn from, like, fun harvest festival and sweeping activity to something a little bit darker, because Akpanitsli is also the season of war in which the Aztec people would go to war for captives to sacrifice. You doing all right there? Yeah. <laughs> You're just processing? I, yeah. I had a computer game when I was little uh-huh. that was, like, you know, ancient civilizations yeah. or whatever, but... It wasn't a computer game. It was, like, a computer, like, learning thing. Gotcha. And the Aztec area showed, like, a very stilted animation of, like, human sacrifice. sacrifice. They did love their human sacrifice. That was one of the... It's one of those things that I was definitely, like, too young (laughs) to understand. Listen to episode one of Fatalities. (laughs) And we'll talk about things that we're too young to understand. Yeah. Uh, Accordingly... With intent to honor Tosi, who again loves the shit out of war, a young female slave slash captive would be chosen to be the proxy for the god. This poor girl would be kept in a cage, specially cleaned every single day, and guarded constantly, both to prevent her escape and to make sure she didn't have sex over 20 days. But what's interesting is they were only concerned with her purity for the 20 days leading up to okay. her fate. So they didn't really care about, like, she has to be a virgin or anything. They it's were just, just like... For the next for 20 days. 20 days, nobody's getting in there. So, but interesting. Before that, sure, go, go ahead. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Like, After we're the Aztecs. We have women doctors. After so. that, it's going to get real dark. But we have women doctors, and you can do whatever you want with your hoo-ha. Anyway... And remember the fun pretend battle that the ladies would have in the streets with the flowers and stuff? The, the pretend battle? Yeah. Where they would, like, play with the yeah, flowers. The pretend, yeah, yeah, super it, funsies. It, okay. it was in part to make the proxy laugh because according to tradition, she couldn't cry. So can you imagine you know what's coming, but you can't cry? You think this is funny? Well, sure as shit ain't sad. <laughs> Quote, Ocean's Eleven. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Does he make you laugh? Well, he doesn't make me cry. Yep. 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 So that's basically this festival. At the height of the festival, the proxy would be dressed as Tosi and forced to smile in the lead up to her sacrifice, since it was believed that tears at this point would cause the death of warriors or stillbirth. So you'd look prettier if you smiled. Yeah. It's like, you and should, also you, you wouldn't smile. be responsible for all these people's deaths. Yeah. If you Just smile. your own. Yay. She was then marched through the streets, taken to the temple and decapitated horribly and this is going to get a little rough so if you are squeamish go ahead and hit that skip 15 to 30 seconds button she was then flayed and the priest would put on her skin to represent tosi (laughs) he would dance in her skin and some well-endowed dudes wearing tight loincloths and carrying spindles which were symbols of femininity would follow him to emphasize the gender fluidity of the gods because corn, again, remember, this is kind of the harvest festival. Corn in particular started out as a goddess and then became a man over the course of the growing season because it started out with milky boob like kernels and long hair and then became hard and phallic. Ah. Then the priest, still dressed as Tosi, would sweep the streets one last time, sacrifice four male prisoners, 
and then take off the skin and display it at the edge of the city, representing Tosi's personality change from friendly grandmother to goddess of war and eater of men. So two things. One, yay, gender fluidity. Yay, I know, but right? I'm like, progressive, second, but also, Jesus holy Christ. Holy shit, they flayed her and wore her skin and then displayed it. Yep. Fucking bleak. How would you... Just it displayed it in town. How would... They treated the skin very delicately, based on my research. Like, they were... They, they treasured it. But, like... But, like, yikes. Like, you'd have to see it in town. Yep. Forever. Oh, dear lord. Okay. As a friendly reminder, that's gonna be the only dark one we talk about. All the other ones are kinda... Yeah. Fun and light. Alright, you ready to hear one of these fun ones? Yeah. Let's talk about Greece and Thesmophoria. Alright. In Greece, the explanation for the change in seasons lies in the story of Demeter, goddess of the harvest, and her daughter Persephone, who ate a pomegranate when she shouldn't yes. and now has to go back to the underworld once a year to be with her uncle slash husband. Mm-hmm. Totally normal stuff. If you don't know the legend, look it up. It's really good. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it here, but that's just the groundwork. That's all you need to know for this festival. Yes. Thesmophoria is the ancient Greek festival that honored this story. Mm-hmm. It was celebrated between October and November-ish. Okay. Because the calendar doesn't exactly line up. Mm-hmm. They had it during the month of Poinepsian. Okay. So, you know, that month. That month. Sure. Sure. The festival was held at the same time as the Greeks were planting their winter wheat and barley. Okay. Not much is known about the festival because it is exclusively for and by women, and at the time, women didn't really write. Okay. But... As far as we can tell, this is how the festival went. The night before everything kicked off, the women would participate in the stenia, during which they would do icecrologia. Do you want to know what icecrologia is? Yes. This is fucking awesome. Yes. Because it's a series of insults and foul language intended to make Demeter, who is grieving her daughter's return to the underworld, laugh. I, so it's like, hey, fuck you. No, fuck you, you fucking bitch. Yeah, come here, you old son of a bitch. I really like the idea of a festival for ladies by ladies. Where they cuss at each other. Where they and cuss like, at each other. Where the first, the opening event is let's all cuss let's at all each cuss other. Let's all cuss at each other. Come here, you stupid bitch. Oh, you're a stupid bitch. We need bitch. to have a ladies night. I mean, I do have later in here, I want this as a ladies brunch theme. Yes. Actually, it's like the next sentence. <laughs> The next day, married women would leave town and spend three days in the wilderness to honor Demeter's retreat into despair. Okay. Men were not allowed, so it sounds like a pretty good theme for a ladies' brunch. Also sounds like, yeah, I mean, like, have, like, a bachelorette party. Oh, my God, yeah. incredible. Let's, like, have a fun roast and, like, just say a bunch of swear words that we know. Right? Like, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. That's fucking awesome. Then there is the fertility component, which is not unusual in harvest festivals because mm-hmm. we're representing the bounty of the earth and its right. fertility. Before Thesmophoria, although exactly when isn't known, it might mm. be a couple months before during like a summer festival. It might be just a couple days before. Yeah. Not really sure because again, for women by women, women weren't really allowed to write stuff down. Right. But certain women would place objects representing fertility of both people and the earth mm. into a chamber that maybe had some snakes in it. Maybe. Maybe. Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. John Mulaney. Objects like pine cones, sacrificed pig parts, and this is why it would be a great bachelorette party, penis-shaped bread. Amazing. Love it. Fucking Greece knew what was up. Love it. Best festival ever. Then after the three days of the wilderness retreat, the women would pull the objects back out, which were probably super gross after who knows how long with pig parts, and they would clap to scare away the snakes that might have been in there just in case. Mm -hmm. 
Then they would set them on an altar where farmers could come and grab these gunky, like, penis-shaped things Mm -hmm. and mix them with their grain seeds to ensure an abundant harvest. Okay. Isn't that fucking awesome? That's crazy. I I love love Thesmophoria. That's a good, like... That's a good celebration. Let's all celebrate that. Come, bring all your lady friends over. Bake all your penis bread. Bake all your penis bread. Maybe put some mozzarella cheese in there so it's gooey when you bite into it. And just, like, cuss and have a great time, you bitches. I can't wait to have a bachelorette party so that you can make 100% me, like, mozzarella dicks. 100% Thesmophoria-themed Mozzarella dicks. That would not be the first penis-shaped food with goo in it that I have made. I know. I know. I trust you to... I need to remake... I once attempted to make a gross penis cake. That not a gross penis cake. It ejaculate. Was a, that, yeah, that ejaculated, but I didn't put in enough Italian pastry cream, so it didn't quite ooze. It just kind of sat there. So I want to put more pastry cream in next time I make it. It's not important. I like to bake, and I like making things shaped like dicks. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Hi, Courtney's mom. Hi, mom. My mom gets it. She One gets time it. after I made like a gross like dick joke, and I was like, "My mom listens to this podcast." My mom texted me, and she was like, "I know what testicles are." <laughs> yeah. No. At, at the Beetlejuice musical yesterday, like yeah. part of the lazy writing was that it's like Beetlejuice was just like an edge lord, and it was just like all of the, you know, how many how many jokes can you you know, throw in there that end with, like, fuck as the punchline or whatever. And there was a lot of stuff with, like, a lot of, like, lewd gestures, but also, like, Beetlejuice is a chaotic bisexual, and there's a certain point where, like, that stuff just, like, isn't funny anymore. Yeah. And... This is a being a chaotic bisexual is funny. I like <laughs> I like the idea of a chaotic bi- oh, yeah. bisexual, but but in this context, it was one of those things where I'm like in this you know auditorium with like middle aged people, right? And my every all the adults were laughing, and I was yeah. like, I'm sitting with my parents. I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> and all uh, the adults are like, this. Why why are you uncomfortable? And I'm like, I don't know, because you guys seem like really pish posh, hoity toity. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Ah, it's okay. We're gonna have all the fun at Thesmophoria. Thesmophoria is so much better. Thesmophoria already has better writing. All right. Well, you ready to talk about some more dicks? Yes. Let's talk about Egypt and the departure of men. So for this one, I'd also like to thank ancientegyptonline.co.uk. So, in Egypt, the harvest was closely linked with human virility because they figured fertile land equals fertile people and Hell vice yeah. versa. Totally legit. Totally legit. Accordingly, you got Min, the god of fertility. Min was a god of the eastern desert who offered protection to travelers, but the most important part of his personality reflected his association with sexuality and fertility. Love it. He had a huge raging boner all the fucking Time. Okay, I don't love it. Oh, yes, you do. I'm Wait, about to show you the picture. You're going to love it. <laughs> Trust me. Will my, will my sensitive eyes... No, you're going to be like, this is incredible. Because okay. it's even part of his fucking hieroglyph, which I love. Cannot get enough of the fact that they've got, like, little hieroglyph size him and it's got a little wiener. So that's him. <laughs> that is a boner. Look at his that little hieroglyph. That is a significant boner. Look at his little boner. Even the simplified hieroglyph. It's still a dick. It's still a boner. <laughs> oh my god. So let's this talk whole about weekend, the spooky thing about this weekend is that there's just so many penis jokes. So many penis jokes. Except Even these that. are good. Oh yeah, oh some of our some of our audio kind of looks like dicks. <laughs> these things happen. Mm. Anyway, his hashtag iconic food was the Egyptian longleaf lettuce, which when rubbed <laughs> can produce latex. Which, for those of you unfamiliar, 
is a milky substance that was compared to other milky substances. Shout out to anyone who's been to Disney's Animal Kingdom since the Avatar Land opened and has seen the giant plant thing that's shaped kind of phallically oh, when you no. hit it. It like starts making woo, woo, yeah woo noises and then it goes <laughs> and like releases all this like water. Yeah, I'm sure it's water. Yeah, I don't know what Imagineer thought that one up. Somebody okay. who's like, I fucking love man. I'm gonna put his giant dick, dick in this. Dick in here, latex spin lettuce. <laughs> How like men sticking their dicks everywhere. Lettuce, L- latex lettuce. <laughs> anyway, when it was time to harvest crops, the statue of Min was carried through the fields in the festival, which was called the departure of Min. As he was carried, he was believed to be blessing the harvest, and people would then celebrate him by getting naked and climbing long, stiff, hard poles. No joke. But mostly it was it was just naked men doing the climbing. Okay. Which is incredible. Okay. Probably unrelated to men, but a fun fact that I just wanted to ruin your life with. Yes. Some scholars have controversially suggested that the pharaoh needed to prove that he was fertile by ejaculating in front of everyone to ensure that the Nile would flood. He looks so upset. I can't wait for everyone to listen to our episode of Creepy Critters. Creepy Critters. This is the theme of the weekend. Oh my god. Amazing. Ah. All right, you ready to leave dicks behind? Yes, I'm ready to leave dicks behind. (laughs) Goodbye, dicks. Goodbye, dicks. Let's talk about China's Mid-Autumn Festival. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. That sounds nice. Mid-Autumn Festival. It's nice. It's much like our own Thanksgiving, and it heavily emphasizes a particular baked good. It's usually held on the 15th day of the 8th lunar month with a full moon at night in China. Okay. So it's similar to Chuseok in Korea and Tsukimi in Japan. Okay. The Mid-Autumn Festival centers on the moon cake, which is a rich pastry commonly filled with either sweet bean paste Mm -hmm. or lotus seed paste. Okay. But why a moon cake? Why? Well, in ancient China, a commonly held belief was that the moon and water were associated with rejuvenation in some way. So, Tianyi, for example, is the moon goddess of immortality, and her backstory explains what's the deal with the moon cake. Yeah. A long, long time ago in this galaxy, probably, mm-hmm. a man named Hou Yi excelled at archery and had a lovely wife named Tianyi. But one day, ten suns rose in the sky at the same time. Unsurprisingly, this caused chaos, disaster, crops to burn, yeah. people to burn, lots of people died. Real bummer. But Hou Yi was a hero, so he shot down nine of the ten suns. And he left, obviously, the one that we yeah. need for light and heat. Right. So what happens next depends on the version you hear. Either E was rewarded for his bravery with the pill of immortality, but he refused to take it because he didn't want to outlive his wife, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. And he ultimately gave it to Tiani for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. But one of his apprentices knew about the pill and decided that, you know what? I deserve to be immortal. So he waited until Ho Yi went out hunting, and mm-hmm. then he broke into the house and demanded that Tiani give him the pill so that he can be immortal. Right. And Tiani is like, how about I don't do that, and took the pill herself to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Upon doing so, she flew into the sky and set up her new residence on the moon so she could stay close to her husband. When Ho Yi got back from hunting, he was really sad about his wife, so he put out all of her favorite cakes and fruits in the yard as an offering. So people started doing the same thing out of respect for her, and, and the, the mooncake tra- yep, yeah, moon okay. tradition yeah. was born. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, there's an artist I follow who has a comic about mooncakes, and it's really cute. Well, we'll I'll, I'll retweet we'll it, it onto the Twitter, the Spoop Hour. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Of course, there is, like I said, there's another version of this that's a little darker. 
After shooting down nine of the ten sons, Ho Yu was made king of everybody out mm-hmm. of their gratitude. But unfortunately, the power went to his head, and he was a cruel tyrant. Mm. He commissioned Shi Wang Mu, the mother of the West, for the pill of immortality, so yeah. that he could live forever and continue to terrorize everyone. But when the pill was complete, Tian Yi stole it on the 15th of the 8th lunar month, mm-hmm. because she did not want her husband and his newfound cruelty to live forever and inflict misery upon everyone always. Gotcha. So, instead, she took the pill... Mm-hmm. Ho Yi, who again is a really good yeah. archer, shot at her when she flew out of the window and towards the moon, but he missed. Yeah. And instead, she became the spirit of the moon. Mm. Ho Yi was so mad about this that he died of rage, which pretty legit. And everybody was super grateful because he, again, was a terror. Mm-hmm. So they started to celebrate the moon festival, and mooncakes then became representative of family togetherness under the harvest moon. And they have symbols and ideograms carved into the crust to promote good luck, long life, and successfully throwing off the shackles of your oppressors. Wendy Shoe? Shoe, yeah. Wendy Shoe, Angry Girl Comics, has a comic about mooncakes. Cute. Yeah. So, So, sorry. You're good. Oppressors. Yes. So, just when you thought you needed more revolution in your pastry, along comes a legend about the mooncakes playing a vital role in the Han uprising against the Mongols. Ooh. Right? Okay. Let's hear it. According to Chinatownology.com, a popular Mm. legend that is typically told during the Mid-Autumn Festival Mm -hmm. says that the cakes were used to smuggle messages to families that there was a rebellion coming in. Ooh. The message allegedly said... Quote, kill the Mongols on the 15th of mm-hmm. the 8th lunar month. So people listened to the mooncake and managed to run the Mongols out of China and establish the Ming Dynasty in the 1300s. Okay. Sadly, this doesn't really have any basis in history other than the fact that the troops that started the Mongol retreat mm-hmm. came in on the second day of the 8th lunar month, which is, you know, pretty yeah, close. Yeah. And if they did use mooncakes as any part of the rebellion, it was because the Mongols had very strict social norms that they forced everybody to participate in, which is pretty common for colonizers. Yeah. Um, in this instance, if they did use mooncakes, it was strictly as a rebellion being like, mm-hmm. fuck you, we're going to eat our mooncakes. Mm-hmm. So that's China's Mid-Autumn Festival and mooncakes. I love it. Yay! Yay! So happy. We're not sad anymore. I love it. Yay! Cakes. 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 Um, cakes. All right. Well, that's been our hour. Our hour of spoop. Yep. This week was kind of light on the spoop. I mean, there was some sacrifice. There was some wearing of human skin. There was some Thanksgiving killing. Thanks killing. Thanks killing. Good times. Good times. So, you know, thanks for dealing with us while we're a little light on spoop. It's not a super spoopy holiday, but we hope you have a spoop or holiday. Yeah. Enjoy. Yes. We're thankful for you, listeners. We're very thankful for you. We're thankful you're not a bunch of turkeys waiting for us to, like be sexy and then you can murder us oh god please don't (laughs) that's a real bummer so thank you so much for listening to us Mm -hmm. we really appreciate it we are probably either going to be taking a week off or Mm -hmm. dropping a mini-sode next week because it's the holiday yeah so when we come back thank you for your patience we love you we're thankful for you and while you're you know maybe with family this holiday yep and you're like oh god please don't talk about politics please don't talk about anything politics related because you and your family have like different ideologies we've all been there someone's like when are you gonna have a baby and you want to throw them off 
ask them if your family has any weird paranormal stories. Yeah. Maybe ghost stories. Like maybe your great aunt Bab saw a ghost in the swimming pool when she was yeah. little. Now she'll never go swimming. You know, just anything like that. Maybe when your great uncle Stanley is like, you know, when I was your age, I was conscripted and I already had seven kids and I had bought a house. You can go, did you also see a ghost, great uncle Stan? Like, just throw him off his rhythm. Did the ghost make you ruin the economy? <laughs> you shove it in great uncle Stan's fucking face. But then also ask him nicely to tell you that ghost story. Yes. So, and then tell it to us at yes. spoopbauer at gmail.com. So... We hope you have a safe and happy holiday. If you're not celebrating, great. Enjoy your Thursday. If you are celebrating, eat good food. Have a great life. Yeah. And we look forward to talking with you again. So thanks for listening, you Happy guys. Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, oh God. Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the True Crime Fan Club podcast. If you're a true crime addict like I am, then my show is for you. I'll peel back the curtain and give you a glimpse into the life and crimes of some of the most demented minds. Check out the episode Broken Bonds and listen to a brother reveal a deeply held secret. Or hear about the day that the heavy metal community will never forget in the episode Dimebag. These episodes are just a sample of our catalog, so you have plenty to binge. Just search for True Crime Fan Club Podcast and any podcatcher. You won't want to miss an episode. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Harvester Stallone. <laughs> hey, Sasha. That looks like a butt plug. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Did you hear about the butt plug? <laughs> Harvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, that's what I named my butt plug. <laughs> Come Blue Ocean. <laughs>